Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys for tuning in. So happy that you're here. As always, thanks for joining us. You know the whole ba ba ba. Welcome to the show. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a good episode. You guys sent in a bunch of questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, and I'm excited to chit-chat with my girlies, who, by the way, I keep meeting you guys out, and there's nothing, there's nothing that makes me happier. Um, shout out to my girlie, Kim, who I met at a place called Finelli's on Friday night. When I was out with my girl, Alicia, we were eating cheeseburgers. And when we finished, we got up to leave. And my girl, Kim, came up to me. And I, and she didn't even tell me that she listens to the podcast, but I know that she does because she came up to me and went, girly. And I'm like, that's my girl. I already know. I know because she knows the lingo. So shout out to Kim. And also another one of you I met at a different place. Can't remember the name of it. Spring street something spring lounge something and we played uno so shout out to you glad i i'm always happy to meet you guys you always have to say hi to me um and what else you guys i left my freaking credit card at a bar that's in a hotel on friday night and i have to go get it i'm recording this on sunday i found out late last night because I've been using, I use Apple pay everywhere I go. So I just like boop, boop on my phone. And then last night I run to the bodega. I'm like, shit, I don't have my credit card. I must've left it at this hotel. So now I got to go all the way over there. Now show my stinking face. Nobody wants to see it, but I have to show my freaking face over there and pick up my card. How embarrassing. I was going to just cancel it. Like leaving a card at a bar. Also, I really, I literally wasn't drunk. I, I I'm scarred after how drunk I got last weekend. So I, I wasn't even drunk. So leaving your card there in sound mind is humiliating. Um, and that's also why I never opened a tab. I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know why I opened a tab. I was like feeling, uh, maybe I was feeling more responsible, but now I got to go over there, do that. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about some shows that I've watched. And I, I think that there is like a lot of shows out right now that are all about one thing and that's scammers. Okay. We watched the Tinder swindler. I watched this past week. Um, the one about it's called bad vegan. It's about that girl who owned the restaurant in the city in New York city. Um, and I am watching something now about, which is fascinating about Elizabeth Holmes, who I've always been kind of like fascinated by because she's like the ultimate scammer. Um, these other scammers wish they could be like her, but I just started the show about her last night on Hulu and it's called the dropout. And I'm just like, after watching, this might be like, I'm going to try and not spoil it, but after watching the, um, one about the woman that owns the restaurant, the one called bad vegan, I'm like, are people just crazy? Because here's the thing, I, I do have a problem with that docu-series and I actually don't recommend it because it's, and I, I'm saying this in the nicest way possible, it's the worst docu-series I've ever watched. And I had high expectations because it's the same guy that made Tiger King. Um, so I thought at least they'll know how to hook me. But the entire documentary is from this woman's perspective and it definitely skews her in a more flattering light, which I don't appreciate. Like I want to make my own freaking choice. Okay. Because it makes her out to be like an innocent victim. And I'm not denying that she maybe was brainwashed by this guy that she was seeing. Um, 
but this guy was telling her, this guy was freaking telling her, oh, um, I'm going to make your dog immortal. I'm going to make you immortal. And he said he had like hundreds of millions of dollars and he kept asking her for money and she gave him over a million dollars, you know, like between her and her mom and all this stuff, like she was taking so much money. He literally at one point asked her for $800,000. And I don't know which one of my girlies needs to hear this, but I'm going to say it again. Cause I said this when the whole Tinder swindler thing happened, you have to be smart and diligent. If a guy is rich in what world is he asking you who, by the way, this girl was $2 million in debt at the time. If he's rich, he's not asking you for 800 grand because rich people know other rich people and that's nothing to them. Um, but she was just like, yeah. And and the reason why I don't like her and I don't really care about anything else. Like I, I'm not denying that maybe he brainwashed her. Um, but the reason why I didn't like her the second, um, I found out that she was like, she was scamming her workers. You know, she wasn't paying her employees and these people are running a restaurant while she's out gallivanting with this guy who pretty much said he's a freaking alien. And, and he was like, I have to go to Africa to fight people. Like I have to go, I, I, I'm, I travel all over the world. Like he was some like, uh, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about? What's the word? What's the word? <sighs> but vigilante. But he was like acting like he was saving the world and she was believing him and whatever. Like, if you want to be cuckoo, go, go be cuckoo with your boyfriend. Okay. We don't care. But when you start, you know, screwing other people over other people that respect you and are, are helping you out and running your business, like restaurant workers bust their ass. Okay. So anywho, I wouldn't recommend it. You're not really missing much. It's like, it makes this woman look too good. And, and the second I saw her, I said, I don't trust it. I don't know why, but I had this feeling in my gut. I said, I don't trust it. This is a classic case of when a scammer gets scammed. Like she thought this guy had money and she thought she was like scamming him. Right. I'm not going to give anything else away. Cause I feel like I already said too much, but that's that. And then the other one about Elizabeth Holmes is really interesting. I only watch a couple episodes of it, but, um, she's uh that woman that created this whole company where they were going to do blood work from home and you send it in and they put it in the machine whatever and she was like a billionaire um they were saying that she was like the new steve jobs and she was a scammer she's a freaking scammer we love to see our girlies win right we love to see a girl boss winning but um yeah i think that's like the new true crime is the people who or scammers. Those are the new stories that are popular. Also, if you do watch Bad Vegan, there is a man in it that's like um, this homeless guy that lived in the city that the woman knew. And he was in the documentary and I knew him too. I saw him. I'm like, oh my God. I used to talk to that guy all the time because he worked on the same block a million years ago that I worked on at my hair salon. Um, when I was a receptionist at a hair salon and he was always there, he was so nice. I would talk to him. Everybody talked to him. Um, my, everybody loved him. Like he was a nice guy. So I wasn't surprised at all 
just, I, I mean, I was really surprised to see his little face in there. And I sent it to my bestie who also knew him. And she's like, I vaguely remember it. She's like, I remember there being, cause this guy's like handsome. She's like, I remember there being like a handsome guy that was always around like on that corner. So that's my claim to fame ladies. All right, let's get into these emails here that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I feel like I'm losing my mind lately, you guys. I freaking locked myself out of the house the other day because I was running away from Stanley. He was chasing me around and I knew he was going to run out the door, you know, out of my apartment door, not my building door. And so I ran out and I shut the door and I go, oh shit, my keys were in there. Um... And then I leave my credit card at the freaking Ludlow. It's always something with me, right? All right, let's get into these emails. Okay. This one says, so embarrassing online reviews. (laughs) Hi, Carly, Robert, and my spirit animal, Stanley. I'm an elder millennial and have been following you for a while and the pod kills me. I don't know if this one has been said already, but since I'm literally embarrassed by my existence most of the time, I figured I'd share my cringe fellow secret keepers. Um, Honestly, this is a shout out to all the queens out here who are brave enough to do this, but I cannot imagine posting pictures of myself in clothes and writing a public review. Wait, this is so true. I think about this all the time. I cringe so much at these pictures, especially when the item is ill-fitting or unflattering. And the thought of it gives me the chills when I, uh, I'm sorry, uh, imagine putting on some crazy Instagram dress and thinking like the world needs to see this. I promise I'm not a body shaming or a hater. I'm truly grateful for their service, but it is beyond embarrassing to me personally. Like I said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to those brave souls because I always read the reviews, but damn girl, share those confidence pills. Love you, girl. Please don't cancel me for this hot take all bodies are beautiful and it's just that online garments are not honestly I don't think you're body shaming at all you're like doesn't matter what size you are clothes can still not look good um no I a thousand percent agree and I think about this all the time like if I look at like I feel like certain websites will always have reviews like uh I know Urban Outfitters does it but Shein have you ever seen Shein reviews you're like what where are these people literally where are they? Like, I've never seen a person like this in my life. It'll be like a gr- the, the way that, oh my God, no, some of them are so wild. And me and my friends send them back and forth to each other. Just being like, wow, wow. Not all of them. Some of them are cute. I would say the majority of them are actually cute, but still I could never put myself out there like that. Like I don't even post pictures of myself on Instagram. I'm going to post it on Shein.com. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to post it on freaking, you know, amazon.com. I give the people so much credit though, because it really is helpful when you're buying stuff. Like we need them. We need those people. They are essential in the, in the clothing, you know, buying process. Um, but yeah, no, I 5,000% agree with you. My favorite are reviews where like, uh, there are these reviews sometimes that crack me up because they don't make any sense. Like people will write, I ordered the wrong size. So I don't know how it fits. It's like, girl, then exchange it and let us know later. Like we can circle back. We can circle back. You didn't have to write that. 
you know? Like I, I, I ordered the wrong, I ordered the wrong color. So it's not what I wanted. Why are you telling us that? My favorite ones are the ones that say I didn't get it yet. <laughs> I didn't get it yet, but I'll let you guys know. I think on, on some websites, they like give you points if you review, you know? So I think that's why people might just write nonsense reviews. But forget it. Forget it. Sometimes um, I'll like spend time doing that. Like I'll look up like ugly clothes, like on Amazon, right? Like a, a description of something that I think is personally, I don't think is cute. And then you like read all the reviews on it. And people are like, this is so stunning. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. This next one says, wine drunk stories kill me. Hey, Carly, just listened to your most recent episode where you were hung over from drinking bottles of wine. I had a very similar, most embarrassing story years ago. And don't lie, you were talking to a cute guy, weren't you? It's the only way somebody pounds wine without realizing. You want to know what? I wish that was the scenario because I wasn't talking. I don't even think I talked to a damn guy all night. Oh, no, I did. I talked to this French guy. Um, but that was it for like just a few minutes. And I was like, wee wee, you know, and he was like, bonjour. And that was really it. He, one thing about me is when I see a French person, I'm going to talk to them so much. Like I'm going to talk to them until they leave, like, cause they're not going to want to hang out. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. I was just like obsessed with this, obsessed with this man because he was from France. Um, okay. But other than that, no, I was drinking wine well before that and well after it. Okay. So it says years ago, my husband and I were just dating. I randomly got hit up by my cute as fuck old neighbor. Uh, he was going to be by where I worked and wanted to meet for happy hour. We met at a wine bar close to my work. I had like one or two glasses waiting for him, looking all cute at the bar, reading my New Yorker. And when he came, we totally clicked and talked for hours. Don't even know what we talked about, but the conversation flowed so easily, probably because it was the first time we actually ever hung out together. We were both in relationships and I think both had little crushes on each other. Anyway, cut to me barely remembering us ordering our third bottle of red wine, of course, with no food because we were savagely making out at the bar so much that the bartender kicked us out. Oh, my God. <laughs> we proceeded to make out outside of the building and we get into an Uber to go back home and I get massively sick in the Uber. I barf. Uh, can't even... <laughs> remember if it was in or out of the Uber and the driver kicks us out in some random area of town takes forever for us to get another Uber. Meanwhile, I'm literally just standing there hunched over and my head fully slumped. So fucking drunk and sick. I am getting dropped off at home where I lived with my boyfriend and I can't find my keys. They were just in my purse and have to ring the doorbell for him to let me in. The other guy tried to say goodbye, but had to dive and hide. When he realized my boyfriend was the one opening the door, I don't even give a fuck what's happening. I just want to be in bed. The next morning I confessed to it all because it was so obviously shady and we had to have a talk about whether being in a relationship and being with my boyfriend was what I really wanted. And can you believe that the other guy actually wanted to see me again? I shut him down because it wasn't worth it. And I actually couldn't even face him again. I literally cringe every time I think about that night or think about going anywhere near that bar in case they recognize me. Anywho, also to say my husband and I have been happily married for four years now and have a baby. Ha ha. 
That is too funny. No, that's too funny. Uh, okay, hold on. Let's get to this one. That is so that honestly, there's so many parts of that story that are embarrassing. And listen, I'm not even hating. I've been there before many times before, but, um, God, it's just like, it changed the way that I was screaming, screaming because I was so drunk. Can you imagine? And my friend had called me the next day and was like, I feel so bad that you were like home throwing up. That's so scary. And I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't want you to be there. I don't know what you could have done. I'm like, I just had to, but also a key factor in, in that moment when I was getting sick from, from uh, drinking so much, I have this like, like survival mode that I go into. And in my opinion, when I'm drunk, the way that I'm going to survive is to eat bread. So I had woken up that next morning, hugging a loaf of bread that we all have agreed. Cannot believe my cats didn't eat while I was asleep while I was passed out, but I was hugging it in my arms. Like it was like, it was a newborn baby. Okay. And my friend was hysterical laughing when I told her, showed her. And she was like, what were you doing? Like, how did you even stomach that? And I'm like, here's what I do. And I, and I used to do this when I was young, if I would ever get sick, but here's what I do. I take a slice of bread. (laughs) This is humiliating. And I squish it in my, um, hands like into a ball. And then I just, it's got to go down. It's got to go down the, you know, old geezer. It's got to go down the gullet. And my friend laughs at me. Like she's brought it up 12 times. She's like, I can't get over the fact that you were making like balls of bread and swallowing them pretty much whole. And I'm like, Hey, guess who didn't have to go to the damn hospital though? Cause that's my theory. I don't know exactly how science works, but in my head, if you eat the bread, it's going to absorb all the alcohol. So you have to eat the bread and drink a lot of water, right? Otherwise you'll just keep getting sick. Hey, try it and let me know how it goes. If, if you ever need to, uh, this next email says, I love you. Uh, riddle me this. Am I a prostitute? Hello, my stunning darling favorite part of Monday, Carly, Stanley and Robert, of course. Okay. So I've been struggling hardcore ever since COVID my life as a bartender has been ruined. Um, thought I pulled it together for a minute, but nothing has ever been the same. And I'm kind of avoiding the bar scene due to old bad habits that I'm really trying and I'm really trying to be my best self. LOL. Here's the thing. One of my old regulars from my last bar gig had my number because he was trying to give my boyfriend at the time a job at the company that he owns. He hit me up during COVID saying, let me know if you need anything. I'm always here for you. I'm not the kind of person to accept money like that. So I always just said, oh, thanks. You're the best months go by. And out of the blue, he comes with me he comes to me with an offer uh, to get together and he would give me some money to help me out. I said, yeah, why the hell not? So I did. And he complied with a generous offer. And let me tell you, very generous. I figured it was his way of making up for the tips I didn't receive. And since he isn't my two times per week regular anymore, you know, Fast forward, he's requested sexual favors. I'm not going to lie. I did once and he gave me even more generous offer. I'm currently unemployed. Do I keep doing it? 
Uh, it really doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. He is not forceful. I don't feel disrespected. If anything, I can tell him whatever I want or didn't want, and he would be my bitch. I just don't know how I feel about accepting money for sexual favors. Does this make me a prostitute? Am I a whore? Or is this just a strong ass woman taking control and making money, but also having time to live life to the fullest? Uh, please help. Love you more than life itself. Okay. Oh, and then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill that we're going to do at the end because it's it's about snacks. Um, OK, girl, let me tell you something here. here here's the thing. Here's the thing. How much is he giving you? OK, because one thing about me is I've never been offered money by any guy that I've been with. And that really has always been very insulting to me. I don't think here. I don't think that this makes you a prostitute. I don't think, I, I think this might make you a sugar baby. And I think he's your sugar daddy, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, to me, it's like, maybe ask yourself, would you sleep with him whether the money was involved or not? And I think that might be your answer. But to me, if you're not uncomfortable with it and you don't feel disrespected, I don't think that it's a big deal. I really don't. I really don't. Listen, you got to do what you got to do out here, okay? And if this guy's giving you, like, you're making it sound like he's giving you a lot of money, I'm going to need some numbers. I'm going to need to crunch some numbers, okay? Because I'm going to end up invoicing a lot of men. This is how much you owe me. To me, it's fine. You know, are you attracted to him? If it doesn't make you, if it, if you're fine with it, like, if you would hook up with him regardless or you know, you find him attractive or whatever. It doesn't make you feel icky. Who cares? Am I wrong on this? I mean, you're kind of living the dream. Trust me. If I had that, forget it. You girlies would never see me again. I would be at the freaking spa 24 seven. My rent's paid. I would be at the spa. I would be getting my little nails done. I would be on vacation with my friends. Forget it. Enjoy your life. <laughs> is that the worst advice I've ever given? <laughs> I don't see a problem with it if you're attracted to him and would hook up with him anyway. But I also, what I do want to know is, what do you mean he's requested sexual offers? Like what, what is requested? It, how did that go down? Because it seems like there's no, um, you know, it, is there a thing there where you're just like, you guys are both attracted to each other, but like, I don't know, requesting sex is like the, the worst part about this whole story to me. Him being like, yes, hello. I Venmo requested you. And it just says sex as the, as the description <laughs> with a question mark. But also I do think this is a lesson that we all can learn is that men don't do this shit. Men don't do this shit for no reason. Okay. Any guy, anytime a guy is like, just so you know, I'm always going to be here for you. He wants to have sex with you. Okay. He don't care that much. And this is just the bottom line. And we, we knew that though. We knew that though. We never thought anything different, but, um, yeah, they're not just doing this out of the kindness of their own heart. <laughs> There's always an ulterior motive, <clears throat> you know, but it's fine. You're fine. Live your life. Also, what's this guy's deal? Like, is he cute? Is he married? Is he like what you I would assume that, you know, a little bit about him because he was your regular. 
and people that have like our regulars at bars, they usually know the bartenders pretty well. So if you guys are comfortable with each other, I don't think that it's a problem. And, and, you know, if you don't feel comfortable taking the money, you can Venmo it to the girlies, honestly. I, I won't share how much it is if you tell me, but I need you to tell me. <laughs> fun. You're like pretty woman. Okay. You guys, this episode of secret keepers club is sponsored by better help online therapy, like going to the gym or the dentist. We should be taking care of our mental health as much as our physical health. Going to therapy doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It means that you know that we all have emotions and we all need help controlling them sometimes. So I think this is great. You guys know, I always have, have spoken so highly of companies like this because I think it takes it it makes it so convenient for you. I think getting up and getting ready and getting dressed and going to a place to get therapy as, as great as that is. Um, sometimes I feel like the anxiety of leaving is a huge part of it too. Like the whole day you're like, Oh, I got to make sure I'm there on time, you know? So this is so convenient. And, and I love that. Uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash secretkeepers. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E lp.com slash secret keepers. Um, and of course the one and only neutrophil 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair, but thousands of women have taken control of their hair with neutrophil improve your hair growth with less shedding through all stages of life. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. I have been trying to be a vitamin girly and listen, I've been taking the neutrophil I'm not mad at it. My hair looks good. My hair looks good. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but my hair does look good. And, and I will, you know, I will toot my own horn at that point. Uh, Nutrafol is a physician formulated to be 100% drug-free, only natural, clinically effective botanicals are in there. It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and your metabolism. When you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries, so you never miss a dose. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend it. You may also notice improvements in your overall well-being, including a more rest full sleep, less stress, better skin, nails, and libido. Grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code secret. New customers get $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere and only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus get free shipping on every order. So take $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash secret and stand up for your strands and get neutrophil. So this says time sensitive SOS, get this girl out of my life. Okay. Get this girl out of my life. Okay. Hi, Carly, longtime listener, first time caller. I've been a fan since the girl code days and went to your live show in Nashville pre COVID. I love you. And the boys so freaking much. Well, thank you so much. We love you too. Uh, before I get started, a few embarrassing things that I've been hanging on to number one, uh, when you're in the middle or a window seat on an airplane and someone's already sitting in their aisle seat and you have to do the whole awkward, like, Hey, I'm in there. And they also point and they're like, Oh, here. And then you have to all shuffle about a thousand percent. And 
Also, something that I've noticed when that happens is like sometimes the person on the out, like on the aisle seat, they don't get up. And it's like, okay, so I'm literally straddling you. That is the wildest shit. I've. That's like some of the most rude shit I've ever seen on an airplane. The people that are in the aisle seat, when the other people go to get in, they don't get up. It's like, okay, I'm, we're having sex at that point because I have to straddle you. That is so bad. Um, number two, similarly on a plane, when you have to go to the bathroom and it's occupied, so you're just standing there with your butt in the last row in people's spaces. Yes, I a thousand percent agree with this too. And number three, when you accidentally have a flashlight on your phone and a stranger lets you know your flashlight's on, like, oh, cool, I'm going to go jump off a bridge now. Why is that so embarrassing? That is embarrassing because you want to know why that's embarrassing? Because it kind of looks like you're recording. It looks like you're trying to record something on the sly. And you and you're messing it up, you know, but it's really just like, no, I'm just an idiot. My flashlight's on. Okay, so it says, anyway, my dilemma. I've been with my boyfriend for one and a half years. He's a small town boy and I'm a city girl and about to give up my entire life to move to his teeny tiny town. I love it there. It's where my best friend is and where my heart is most happy with or without him. So that's not the issue. The issue is, however, that his ex situationship, uh, who he is probably still in love with, won't leave us alone. When he first introduced me to this girl, he claimed she was like his quote unquote little sister. I befriended her as you do with your man's sister, but after one dramatic night where they were a little too close for comfort, I discovered that they used to have sex. I'm sorry, but your sister, last time I checked, (laughs) we weren't the Lannisters and this isn't some Game of of Thrones time, so no. We had a long talk. He said that there's no feelings there, et cetera. This was like a year ago. Um, But ever since then, I can't shake the insecurities that arise when she's around. And I think being on the brink of moving officially has heightened all my anxieties. She's the definition of a pick me girl. And if you've ever seen those TikToks that are like chill girl who's friends with your boyfriend, you know exactly what she's like. A couple prime examples. My boyfriend is very vocal about how he how his middle name has to be the firstborn's name has to be his firstborn's middle name because it's a family tradition. Chill girl randomly shows me her baby name list on her phone one day and she has the middle name listed as his. Oh God. Or when she told me, oh my God, girl, you should borrow my toner. It'll totally take the yellow out of your hair. Ugh, just little passive aggressive things. So, you know, it makes me want to stab her, but all I can do in the moment is smile and nod. So basically, I've recently realized that they talk a lot more than he's ever let on. As far as I knew, they only saw each other in passing, but come to find out that she calls him two or three times a day. They text throughout the day and they still say, I love you. Yes, you read that right. They have a major trauma bond from her sister passing away in a car accident while they were newly talking. He drove her to the scene. So he says that she says it to everybody because of that situation. Also note, she has a boyfriend, but that means nothing to me because she's cheated on him many times. He's also super close to her family and considered them his second family, which is added to the difficult dynamic because they don't like me as I'm the one taking their future son-in-law away. I feel like I've explained many times that my only boundary Um, that if something happened, he would not be comfortable with me doing, then he shouldn't do it. But as more and more info is always popping up, I feel like the, 
I feel like that one is definitely not being respected. So what do I do now? I'm about to move across the country for this man's after many conversations about her truly being the only drama in our relationship. I feel like it's finally time for me to tell him to cut her off completely or I got to go. Like, is it over the top for me to give him that ultimatum of I'm uprooting my entire life for you? So either end this weird quote unquote friendship or I will have no choice but to marry her hot dad in front of your face. and become her stepmom and your mother-in-law and make holidays super weird and awkward from now on. How do I even say it? How does he say it? Uh, We're still going to see her around constantly, and I'd love to keep it as cordial as possible while still being clear that no. Uh, My last week of work is next week, so I'm kind of down to the wire here, and all these doubts are creeping in. Anyway, thank you so much for your worldly advice. Uh, Constantly, you make my week. Love you lots. And P.S. I have some great poop stories to share one day. Um, Oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay. Okay. So I understand where you're coming from, where it's like you're everything's kind of heightened and there's nothing more stressful than moving. There's nothing more stressful than moving. I really am just like thinking about moving makes my skin crawl. It is so annoying and it makes you feel crazy. Okay. It's like, no. So I get it. I think that that is definitely a factor in this, but at the same time, I would be really uncomfortable with this as well. And I see where you're coming from with that too. So what I would say is like, you know, it's hard because you, I'm, I'm so against telling people who they can and can't be friends with, because it's like, that's a trust thing. If, if you don't trust that they can be friends with a certain person, then that probably says a lot more about the relationship and a lot more about them than sometimes we realize or we're willing to admit. So <clears throat> that's really difficult. Um, but I would just say, you know, and listen, this isn't like you, you guys have been dating for two weeks. This is, you're moving somewhere for him. You've been together for a year and a half. And I think you need to set these boundaries where it's like, I wouldn't do this to you because I know it would hurt you. Don't ask him, would this hurt you if I did it to you? Because every single man is going to go, no, that wouldn't hurt me because they think that's going to be the end of the conversation. Okay. Once I got cheated on and the guy was like, I don't see what the big deal is. And I was like, if I did this to you, would you care? How would you feel? He's like, I would feel fine. I'm like, you would feel fine. He's like, yeah, I would feel fine. I'm like, good, good for you. I guess we're two different people then. So tell him, I know this would hurt you if it was, you know, coming from my side and I feel really uncomfortable. I've made this huge sacrifice and I left my life and kind of, you know, uprooted my life to come be with you. And I don't think it's fair that you're putting me in these situations where I feel really uncomfortable. So that's really what I would do. I I wouldn't say you can't be friends with her anymore, but I would, you want to know what I would say, and this is going to help you. And this is going to tell you everything that you need to know. I would just say this relationship that you have with this girl um, makes me feel really uncomfortable. And it's to me very inappropriate. So you need to do whatever you need to do to make me not feel this way anymore. Whatever you think that is, if he continues, there's your answer. Then he doesn't really care about disrespecting you. He doesn't really care about your feelings that much. 
But if he does it, you know, if he does take steps to do things to make you feel better, maybe like there's no reason that uh, there's no reason that he, he needs to be talking to this girl three times a day. Okay. There's no reason for that. They're not dating. Also, why they break up if they're talking so much and they're always tr- trying to hang out. Um, but that's what I would do. I would say you need to do whatever you need to do to make me feel better about this situation because I've made a lot of sacrifices for you and I would like to see you make a sacrifice for me. And it shouldn't be that big of a deal if you love me, period, period. Also, it it might be helpful to like skew it to him to like, this is the only thing we fight about. Why are you still doing it? Like you're choosing to constantly have this fight by not setting boundaries with this person. You know, he could easily say to her, like, listen, my girlfriend, not even my girlfriend feels uncomfortable. I think it's inappropriate that we talk so much and I don't think it's fair to my girlfriend. What are they talking about? I mean, honestly, they live in a small town together. What are they talking about? Not me getting all hot and bothered for, about this. Um, okay. This one says something embarrassing. Also give us an update on that. Cause that's very interesting. Uh, I just realized something so embarrassing, chasing a ping pong ball while playing a drinking game, just running to grab it before it gets lost all hunched over. And then you lose it and other people have to hunt for the ball. Come on. Why do we do this? I, uh, to me, playing any sport is humiliating. And that might be because I'm not good at any sport, but even just playing like not in a drinking game, just playing ping pong in general and dropping the ball and having to like, you're like hunched over running (laughs) and like, it's just like, everybody's watching you. Everybody's watching you. And God forbid you're with somebody that's like obsessed with ping pong. There's always one person that's like fucking obsessed with ping pong. And it's just like, okay, so this is not going to be fun at all for me. Uh, This one says maid of honor. Hey, Carly and the kitties. I wanted to write in to follow up on the maid of honor issue we heard about in this past week. Um, My best friend got married a few years ago. This friend and I have been friends since we were literally still in diapers. Our parents are friends. She has a younger sister and had a hard time choosing her sister or me to be her maid of honor. In order to avoid hard feelings, she made us both her maid of honor. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't know people did that. This worked out perfectly because I planned the bachelorette party. Sister was not of age and her sister still felt happy to be involved and stand by her sister's side on her wedding day. If you're getting married, you get to make up the rules however you want. It's your damn day. I hope this helps. Oh, that's really like a good idea. I never thought of it like that. I've never been to a wedding where there were two bridesmaids, Uh, not two bridesmaids, two maids of honor. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I guess that's a way to get around it. I thought that the issue was that they weren't close anymore, though, and that the other girl was just assuming that she was going to be the maid of honor, unless I unless I'm not remembering it correctly. But either way, that's definitely a solution and a solution for for anyone else out there that's getting married. Okay, this says drunk emails. (laughs) Dear Carly, I'm currently sitting on the toilet in a public restroom. Okay, already that first sentence is a lot for me to read, Carly. And, and envisioning, you know what, before I even continue with the email, envisioning you sitting on the toilet in a public restroom, pulling out your phone and emailing me, I don't know that I've ever felt so honored in my life. Like I'm picturing it in my head. 
and and I I'm flattered, I'm honored, I'm humbled. This is my equivalence of like receiving an Academy Award. Uh, I'm sitting in a toilet at a, in a public restroom typing this because I'm simply more drunk than I should be after brunch. And I can't stop thinking about how embarrassing this is. <laughs> God forbid you're going to the bathroom and somebody knocks. Like, what the fuck do you say? Somebody might have mentioned this before, but I usually just word vomit and say something like one minute, or I literally just go, no. Uh, also a few weeks ago, I was driving behind the hottest two garbage men and I tried to take a picture for you, but it wasn't working out. And then they got mad at me because I guess they were telling me to back up. And I didn't notice because I was too, <laughs> too busy focusing on them. Uh, anyway, I love you on the podcast. Hope to see you live again soon. Oh, that is too damn funny girl. Yeah. When somebody knocks, I just go, someone's in here. Um, but that is humiliating. And actually, um, I was at this bar the other day and it was like the bathroom was two stalls and I had walked in, both stalls were occupied and the, there was, uh, one person in front of me. So somebody came out of the right stall. The person in front of me goes into the right stall. And, and then I'm waiting like forever for the left stall, right? The girl in the left stall, there's, there's been a, there's a fiasco going on in there. Okay. So, and then I'm like, oh my God, somebody's literally pooping. And she was doing the thing where, Hey, I think we've all been there where like, you're trying to get you're like, you're like, I will sit on this toilet until everyone leaves the bathroom. I don't care if it's five hours. I don't care if it's in five hours. Uh, but she was trying to do that. And I guess, you know, she gave up and I was like, oh my God, this is humiliating. Like, but I really had to pee and I couldn't not pee. And then finally, finally she came out and let me tell you, this was about the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen in my life. She was like six feet tall. I'm like, oh, ha, ha. and you know what? I looked up at the Lord at that point and I said, thank you. Thank you. Because sometimes people, you would see them normally and just go, oh, well, she's God's favorite. You know, she's God, God's favorite. God, God was having a, a special happy day when he created this one because she's just too damn stunning. And it was one of those girls. Can you imagine? Oh, she would hate that I'm talking about this right now. And that kind of makes me feel better about it too. But it made me feel good. And then <laughs> my friend was waiting for me in the bar and I walked out and I go, oh my God. She's like, what? I was like, somebody was going number two in there. And when she came out of the stall, she was like a model. <laughs> why but it made me so happy it was so damn scandalous so funny okay this next one says can we agree can we all agree the fact that a kiss on the forehead is like such an intimate thing uh and then she gives a fuck mary kill yeah that's actually to me a kiss on the forehead is there's no sex to it it's very much like i am your grandmother it's very intimate, but it's like, it, it's not sexy, you know? I agree. We all can agree. And then we're going to do that fuck, Mary kill in a bit. Um, this one says help. 
Uh, hello, I'm in Brooklyn for the week and would love to see your braid bouncing past me before I leave. I need recommendations on what to do while I'm here. I apparently have no friends in New York anymore because they all moved to LA. Is this embarrassing? Anyway, it's 4 a.m. in New York and I just hung out with my boyfriend and his ex. I need a good thrift store, food and Aperol spritz, please uh, help a girl out or any secret keepers uh, that want to have a beer on my temporary Brooklyn porch. Let me know. Cute. Um, okay, let me think of recommendations. Okay, so you're staying in Brooklyn, I think for food. Okay, I don't know what part of Brooklyn you're staying in, so this might not be helpful, but for food, you could go to Oshimoko, it's in Greenpoint, Lilia's in Williamsburg, Five Leaves is in Greenpoint, Bernie's is in Greenpoint. And if you're in Bushwick, hey, I gotta tell you my favorite, my favorite place in this area is Roberta's. And they they have like uh, their own type of Aperol, like they don't have actual Aperol, but they have like their version of it. And it's really, really good. It's really good. You should go. You should go. And you should go. And they have really good pizza. And there's one that's called the Little Stinker. And it's really great. And then the other one, my favorite is called the Bee Sting. Um, and for thrifting, I guess my favorite places are Stella Dallas, 10 Foot Single, um, urban jungle, all the awokes are good. And, you know, most of the L train vintages are good, but urban jungle, you'll be there for like five hours, girl. Okay. So let's do these fuck Mary kills. Let's see. We had quite a few. Oh, somebody, somebody had sent in one and I don't remember if I did it on the podcast last week, but I had it saved for last week. I don't think I did it is it's so it's diet Coke. Like a bottle, can, or fountain. And here's the thing. To me, a fountain soda with that mini ice, like the, uh, what would you call it? Like, it's like ice rocks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Crushed ice, not even green. Yeah, I guess in a way, crushed ice, mini cubed ice, rocks. So a fountain soda with ice rocks is my absolute favorite thing in the entire world, I will go, I would walk a a million miles to get one. And that's honestly one of the reasons why I go to the movies every week with my friends. Because I want the freaking soda. So I love the fountain soda. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm marrying that I'm fucking a bottle and I'm just going to kill the can because aren't cans like kind of gross. I don't know. Like I drink cans all the time, but I'm like, I don't know. There's something about them that's kind of gross because you're putting your mouth on something that was like in a factory, you know? It had no protection over it. And here we are just freaking slobbering all over it. Okay, this one is egg salad, tuna salad, chicken salad. Oh, girl, you're trying to kill me with this one. I love all of these things. Out of all of them, I would say that I eat tuna the most, but I don't even eat tuna salad salad. Like I just like put tuna in an actual salad. So it's healthy, but I love all of these things. Tuna salad with relish, by the way, is the like it is everything. I make really good chicken salad. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You guys, I don't know. Okay, I guess I'm just going to have to say I'll kill chicken salad, even though I really don't want to. But mm, you know what? I'm killing tuna salad. 
even though that's the one I eat the most, the other ones are special treats. So that's why I have to kill tuna. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I've had my fair share of tuna. I might just get freaking mercury poisoning at some point. So I will say I'm going to marry chicken salad because it is classy. It's way classier in my humble opinion than egg salad. So then I'm going to fuck egg salad, kill tuna. The next one, balcony dishwasher bathtub. Balcony dishwasher bathtub. I'm going to kill... I'm going to kill bathtub because I take baths, but like if I didn't have a bathtub, I would be fine. I think, you know, I want one of those huge bathtubs, but I'll, I'll kill the bathtub. I will marry the dishwasher and I'll fuck the balcony, of course. And then white cheddar, popcorn, Doritos, or cream cheese and chive cracker sandwiches. Okay. That's the last one was very specific and I, and I'm not sure that I've ever even mentioned that I have ever eaten that. And I'm not sure that I have, but that might be like your thing. And, and I do want to try it. Okay. I'm going to kill cream cheese and chive cracker sandwiches. Uh, I'm going to, I guess, fuck white cheddar popcorn. And I'm going to marry Doritos. Of course you can't not. And those are all the fuck Mary kills. And I love my girlies so much. Um, I have to go pick up my credit card. I hope you guys all have a great week and I will chit chat to you soon. Bye.